never worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you're letting us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Welcome to the latest episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things movies, all things video games, all things books, all things toys, all things Star Wars, all things Mandalorian, all things hats, all things water bottles, all things fans, all things microphones, all things cell phones, and the best part of it all is, is that it's all in canon. As always, we are your hosts, I'm Boris, and laughing along is Phil. That's quite an opening. <laughs> it is indeed. And Tyler. Look, you've been watching Big Mouth. You know the importance of hats being in canon. <laughs> I love that show, <laughs> FYI. It's such a good show. That is oh intelligent my comedy, my friend. Yep. Yeah. We're going to get more into that later this week. Yes, we are. This month. Yep, later this um, month. Later this month, yeah. I guess it's December now. Yeah, it is December 6th officially, guys, which means that in eight days, Monday, December 14th, we are going to start our 12 days of Christmas, which is going to lead us right into December 25th, which is Christmas Day for our Christmas extravaganza. Essentially, what we're going to do on that episode is we are each going to gift the other two something to watch. And we're going to do a review of all of that. Yeah, I'm deciding mine later today. I'm down to between two things. And I'm going to do a pros-cons list. <laughs> ah, yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm I'm literally just like, do I give you guys a polished turd? Or do I try to give you something else? That was exactly where I'm of. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's a really bad thing that I want to talk with. So, like, I want to do an episode on this bad thing. Or I can be nice to them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at, guys. That is exactly where we're at. Um, And before that, starting on December 10th for the next 10 days, we're going to be talking about <sighs> something. Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh. 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 Wolf indeed. I, 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 know, I know Tyler's feelings on this. To be honest, uh, I've started, I've only watched the first three at this point. Yeah, and I, I tapped out after the third, but it doesn't bother me as much as I think it does some other people. Oh my god, it causes me so much pain. And I, we're going to go into why. We're going to go into why. We're I don't want to get into why on the shows. Like, you're, like, you're, you're starting to get, like, you're like, you're tapping the gas, and I'm starting to get riled up, and I'm like, no, 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 not now. Not now. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. All right, and then on December 24th, Phil and Tyler are going to take a break. Matt and I are going to take over because we are going to have our Christmas special that day. We're going to do two uh, reviews from the vault. I don't know what they are yet. Um, similar to what we're doing on this show, I'm going to be giving Matthew something to watch. Matt's going to give me something to watch, and we're going to talk all about it on our Christmas special. So that's how we're going to do our 12 days of Christmas. It's going to be 10 days of Star Trek Lower Decks, one day of wrestling talk, and then one day of us possibly hating each other for the rest of our lives. So I have uh, a... I want to go to the de- backstory for a second. I just want to ask Boris something. Did you know I have a bronze medal in wrestling? No. Actually, yeah. I feel like this did come up back back in the day. I used to be a competitive wrestler. <laughs> like that's a thing I used to do. <laughs> I was wondering if we ever had that conversation. I feel like we did, but never on air. If, I feel like that's that was something fair. that we talked about um, when we met off of Craigslist, yeah. and none of us murdered yeah. one another. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kyle has disappeared, so maybe you murdered him. You'll never know. 
Like, he left Facebook. He doesn't answer emails. Like, Kyle disappeared. Yeah, he flat out disappeared. I, ho I hope he's doing well. Kyle, not, if you're out I there, know. I hope you're doing well. I a, hope you're doing safe. A series of roasts in Boris's <laughs> chest freezer. <laughs> oh, oh, specific. Cheeks for Guanchale. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, what's the first thing we're talking about this week? Because otherwise we're just going to get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we're going to be talking about. Oh, guys, it's been a week. Phil, what have you been doing this past week? Ah, oh, you know what? Time is, is just melting in this pandemic. Oh, yeah, Animal Crossing, man. It's been Animal Crossing. Like, that's been my pillar. It started snowing on the island this week, which I don't understand. <laughs> The whole point of moving to a an, a tropical island to get freaking seasons like they are, <laughs> and uh, you know I really kicked the crap out of the turkey day that they had there. I had all the mats, all the materials in my storage, so I could just produce the pumpkins and the mushrooms, and make the souffles and get the turkey chef all happy, which I thought would be more fun to actually kill the turkey and cook them. But I'm upgrading all my bridges now. It's it's really compelling, guys. <laughs> What do you mean? There's, it's a cooking mini game now? Oh, no. They they, they do no. seasonal events, all right? So the Thanksgiving right. event was uh, there was a chef that came in, and he needed an assistant. So then ah. you, you go out and you procure different things. And for the month of October, there was mushrooms randomly growing on the island. And so I now know enough not to sell the mushrooms because the money's not going to do me any good in the game. Because I just have a lot of it. So I actually store them. And then they come up at the end of the month. Like this month, it's going to be Santa Claus is coming, right? And it's going to be something about toys. That's going to be the big push, right? So you're going to need to, on probably December 25th or thereabouts, help Santa deliver gifts to all the island residents. I'm sure there's going to be something like that. So it's very seasonal as far as that goes. Like in, in August, there was fireworks every Sunday night and shooting star nights and things like that there's all these little random events throughout the game to keep you logging in it's so basically i'm gonna sound very crying. old here but is there is kk still in it like i don't even know what i don't know about this game anymore. oh my gosh kk is still in it yes he <laughs> he comes by like the the whole mantle of the game is you got to get kk slider to deliver a concert for the island all right, so you have to pretty up the island and get the residents to a happy point in order to attract this stupid dog to come and play stupid songs. And then you have the freaking, it, it's the most disgusting sound I've ever heard in my life when this ting, dog ting, thing sings. Ting, and, ting, ting. Yeah, it's not real language or so, a song. It's just an annoyance. Yeah. And they play the credits every time. And then he comes back to my freaking town every Saturday night. So I have to log in after six o'clock in order to attend the concert again. Hear his awful music and yeah. get the stamp in my book. Because once you do it like a hundred times, you get another stamp. You know, it's Wait, just what does the stamp get for you? Nothing. It's just a stamp in my freaking book. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I, I, I just put it on myself to play it for one year. It happened at the beginning okay. of the pandemic. I got the game on day one from my local microplay, and then the, then everything closed the next day. And I'm like, holy crap. And then I actually, for a while, felt good playing Animal Crossing. I still don't feel bad. I, if I really thought it was bad, I'd stop playing it. It's just very grindy, and I've got the grind down to 20 minutes each day. Oh, okay. So I'm like, it's, it's not as bad as Destiny or anything like that. I didn't mean i didn't mean entirely why you're doing this i meant why are you doing the kk bits like oh i i don't I, it's just it's just become a novelty now it's like what kind of terrible song are they gonna spring on me because i always let Wait. him choose the song oh there's different songs oh god yeah so and then he gives you a copy of the song that you can put in your radio players at home if so desired that you hate that i hate so i never put them in yeah that's Animal Crossing. And, and oh, and last night I ate movies. Oh, yeah. No. You sent me a picture of that. I questioned your sanity. How's your ass doing? 
Oh, it's good, man. The cow tipper is definitely a little less. Um, uh, I I had too many pickles when I had the cock smoker. The cock smoker and the pickle fuckers were just too much for me. It was too much tang. But the cow tipper and the um and the uh, hater tots, they went pretty good. They 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 were pretty good. So it was like veal almost like, and it was like in buttermilk, deep fried, two oh, nice. slices of four ounce veal. And then I learned to take the pickles off because those things are a little bit too into me. I so. just, I'm laughing at the fact right now that we just finished, um, all, you know, all cards on the table. <laughs> we record our Mandalorian episode before we record the news. And we had a child on this week. So it was like, no swearing. You know, <laughs> stay on point. Be nice. And here we are talking with Phil's ass, his, his shits. Yeah. <laughs> Chilly. The cock smoker. Yeah, Phil's backed up. <laughs> the pickle fuckers. I'll just tell you, I'm, I'm, I, it was an experience. Like the, the the cock smoker and pickle fuckers were responsible for our Lego Christmas special and the destruction because I was going through heartburn like you wouldn't believe after that. But uh, the cow tipper sat rather well with me. <laughs> I've not had any uh, cow tipper issues coming at the, at the washroom end. Oh so, my god! Knock on wood. And on that note. Tyler, what have you been up to this week? I have been uh, locking the store down, prepping for either I'm taking time off this week to play Cyberpunk. My boss, I requested time off for the first time in, like, over a year at this point for playing Cyberpunk. And I have literally booked this time off three times because this game keeps getting fucking delayed. And yeah, I'm, locking, yeah I'm prepping for lockdown. No, it's not going to be out. It's either not going to come out on Thursday, or it's going to be atrocious. Or it's going to be like, oh yeah, the patch breaks your PS5, and then you get shot. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about it. We're going to take a couple minutes to talk about this. Because, Tyler, I feel like you've lost out, because there are people already playing this game. I'm aware. I'm aware, okay. and I've been okay. avoiding spoilers and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, Best Buy was the most notorious for sending out this game early for people who have pre-ordered. Um, so, as Phil put on our chat, he's probably right that you know the factory workers or whomever saw the original street date on the boxes and they just sent it out without knowing any better. Oh yeah, well I saw that. And out of curiosity for the show, I popped by Best Buy, um, and they have all the posters up with one of the old release dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that that's what happens with a lot of the toys and whatnot because they have do not open or do not release the shelves before yeah. this date, so they mark it on the box. So the the guy in the back room or the woman, whoever's doing the shelf stocking, or delivering the orders, mailing them out, they don't know the controversy or the delays behind the games. But we do know that that game went gold, which means they started printing discs. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. have to get ahead of all this. And the logistics, like, we're freaking out over the logistics of a vaccine right now because it's so complicated. These are things that they have to worry about. Millions of copies have to get shipped and warehoused and and timed, right? That was, like, one of the issues with going gold and having these discs printed and shipped to the stores and then delaying the game once more. This is the exact issue, especially that a lot of stores... You know, it's not that they're doing this on purpose. It's just they don't know better. And especially with certain areas being locked down right now in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, it, yep. it's this is just going to happen. Go ahead, Tyler. What? The other side being, you know, if, you, if you're if you shipping, because it seems like some of them are just being shipped out. I can't blame them for shipping out early, being like, we'd rather, we'd rather piss off the, the, the publisher at this point and deal with them than fans if this is late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, because I've noticed already, like, if you log on to Amazon, at least here in the GTA, there's no more one-day shipping. Everything's going to take, at the minimum, two days. Most likely, three yep. days. Yeah, so, those, yeah, the Christmas delays are already starting. So, Best Buy, who tends to use, um, can, can, uh, like, regular government-issued mail for sending out stuff, they want to make sure that stuff is going to get to you on time. Yep. And you know what? I had a problem last week where Best Buy... I ordered something on, you know, around the Black Friday thing. And it, it wasn't an item. It was a fan that I wanted because I just wanted some air movement. And my old one was dying. So I ordered this fan and it didn't get delivered. And it kind of cheesed me off because they said that they tried to deliver it and nobody answered the oh door. Gosh. 
Yeah, it's and there was no there was no requirement to have a signature. The, they yeah. were just supposed to drop the package off. So I called BS on it. They said Pure Leader tried to deliver your package, which they're already off the Amazon train at this point. They're subcontracting. Yeah. So, and then I and then I called Amazon, and I got a really nice representative. The dude was just like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I'm like, "I'm sitting here in my living room. I know there was nobody. Uh, there was not an attempted delivery because yeah. there's no tag on the door." There's nothing. And I can hear when somebody's walking up to my door. So I'm like, this never even was an attempt. And the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. All this stuff. He called Pure Later. And Pure Later basically said that, oh, well, no, we tried. We tried. The next day, the Pure Later guy showed up. He dropped the package off and he asked me about it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, we subcontracted it to another company because we're so busy. And they they obviously didn't do this. Like, he was pissed off because he's like, our, our, our the subcontractor con- subcontracted another person to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Busy. It's, it's a mess right now. I mean, I live in an apartment building, and it's regularly people will just leave stuff in the front lobby. Mm. Like, every day, there's, like, a pile of packages now. And that's, like, at times thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like, Imagine yeah, it's a PS5. One of, our na- one of our neighbors ordered a brand new camera that we knew about because we talked about them. And I would I picked it up, and I took it to them because they're just two doors down for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good right now you. is just a crazy time. Um, but, you know, at the very least, Amazon is pretty good at dealing with this stuff. Um, what what yep. was your resolution? Uh, they told me that it was going to come in by Thursday, and it came in on Tuesday. Yep, there the pure later, we're back. So I was very happy. And Amazon gave me an additional $10 off on my yeah. account. They said, well, we're going to give you a gift card. For yep. ten bucks. That's right. what I mean, Amazon's pretty, at the end of the day, they're pretty good about this stuff. Um, you know, with people getting Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven early, the developers and CD Projekt Red is begging players do not stream before the official release. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty fair request. Yeah, I mean, it, the other side of it being, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but this is really starting to challenge one of those things of. You have no legal right to stream that material. Yep. Right. Like, like legally, you don't. Um, and it's the and I've had this this argument with people in the fan fiction community of you have no right to this. I think they should let you. I think it makes sense to let you, but there's no legal right attached. That's the thing. What I want is very different from what's actually legally allowed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. but that's the way Star Wars do it, right? Like the way George always did it. He's like. I'll let the fans play with the property all that they want, as long as number one, they're not making money from it, and number two, it's not pornographic in nature. Like he's yeah. just like, I don't want to see Princess Leia getting gangbanged or something. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, if any fan writes that or publishes it, I'm gonna go after them legally to take yeah. it down. But he's like, if you're just gonna speculate on something, uh, you know, whatever in the universe, then go ahead, write it, publish it, record it, do whatever you want with it. As long as nobody's making money off of it, you're where you're yeah. fine in my books, you know. So I, I think that that's the way the streaming services look at things. But it is interesting that they wrote, you know, this piece where it was like, oh, is it delayed again? No, it's just telling us don't screw around with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing, uh, it, you it's, know, it's, it's about this early release, though, is that people are playing and streaming this game without the day one update. So a lot of yeah. people I've seen. I don't know, I didn't read any spoilers, but I just saw, like, headlines and quick things, you know, my thoughts about the game. And people are bitching and complaining, and guess what? You're not playing the official version. You're playing what was approved not to break your system, essentially. Yeah, Yeah, this is September. Yeah. This was a September release. Exactly. Three yeah, months this later. Is the re- this is the last reviewer one, kind of. Kind of. And yeah. even then, yeah. day one update is going to be 43 gigabytes. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. And it's already yeah. like 80 gigabytes, the yeah. game, so, the core game. So, Phil, where are you going to be playing this game? I'm still, man, I, I swing on this. Like, it's, I want I want to go PS4 for it because I think that it's a guaranteed experience. Because I've been farting around with my 4K Chromecast. All right. I got another batch of new games and whatnot. It doesn't want to broadcast in 4K, and I have it plugged directly into my router. Hmm. So it, it's it's more than capable. I'm testing my speeds, and I'm getting over 60 megabytes a second download, and I'm yep. getting 10 megs upload. So I'm like, this should this their, their classification is 35 megabytes per second for 4K. Hmm. So I'm like, I'm well within that space. 
So I'm a little bit apprehensive to go on Stadia because there is there is a bonus with Stadia that they're going to send me another Founders Kit, yeah. which I don't know that I need that, but it would be nice to be able to re-gift it or something like that to somebody mm. who might want it. Like, it's just, it's like a free $100, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, that's kind of a nice feature. And the Chromecast is really good. So th- there's useful stuff, whether or not they use it or not. So I'm thinking that there's a bonus there. But if it's not going to broadcast in 4K, then I don't know that I'm going to do that. I'd rather have it be running off a machine here. Especially when you have... Yeah you know, the the tech to run something 4K, it's kind of sad that you're kind of being limited in that sense. Yeah, it's just, and it's out of my control. Yeah, And that's, exactly. that's the part where I'm like, I can fiddle with my PS4 Pro. I can fiddle with when I get my PS5 because it's future upgradable. And then do I lose features on Stadia or do I gain them? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of questions that I have about how this will work on Stadia, and it's a big deal for Stadia because this is the first time they're getting a game on launch. I think. Yep. So, it's a big deal for them. I I really think, in looking at the Stadia community, that mm-hmm. this is going to be make or break. This is going to define whether or not they go for it, and I'm pretty confident as well. That if Stadia decide to deep six a project, they're probably going to refund the money for any purchase games because it's Google and they have deep enough pockets. And if there's only 10 of us, then they don't care, right? Or they they give you some kind of rebate. It's not like Google doesn't do good things for me. They sent me a free founder's kit because I subscribed to their music service. They send me free nests. They send me, like they see me subscribing and expanding my Google universe and they shower me with free free stuff. Yeah. And they do that for all their, all their, all of their uh, 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 customers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a good company as far as that goes. And I think that they do have a conscience when it comes to them killing these products off. It's just they're ruthless about it. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? We can talk about video games all day. And that's exactly what we're going to do later this week, midweek, Wednesday. We're going to give you a special all about video games because we have a lot more about video games to talk about. There's been a lot of moves and changes in the video game world back scene. Uh, so, you know, from the Silent Hill Gravity Rush director forming a new studio, things going on at BioWare, um, oh my God. Days Gone Raider leaving, uh, Kojima projects, rumored projects. A lot of stuff are going on in the video game world, so we're going to be bringing you a special this week all about video games, and we're going to top it off with our picks for the Video Game Awards 2020, which happened later this week. So you can look for that episode midweek, where we're going to be talking about the broader video game world and our picks and preview for the 2020 Video Game Awards. All right. Moving on. Um, you know, so the COVID-19 has brought a lot of new things, new difficulties, uh, you know, in regards to streaming services, it's for sure going to change the game. And I think Disney has already been playing around, you know, they put Mulan up for the advanced streaming, which costs you 35 bucks, um, Debate. It's free now. There's st- there's st- I was literally going to say that, that now you can <laughs> actually stream Mulan for free. Um, and they're, you know, they're. A part of the 20, the, when they bought Fox, they also got Hulu. And, you know, there was a clear distinction between what was going to go on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus was always going to be geared towards PG, um, you know, material. They had Hulu, which was going to be more PG-13 and above. But right now, there's a lot of rumors heating up that Disney is going to be merging Disney+, Plus and Hulu into one super streaming platform. What are you, What are your thoughts on that? I think they want I'm, all the money. I'm I'm surprised. Long. I yeah, agree. I. This is this is really like, I think we we recorded this once and we lost it on the great crash, but there yeah. there was a there was um a thing that John Campia did that I saw. He had a filler episode. He he had a back catalog episode because he was traveling one day, and it was basically him making the argument that Disney are way ahead of Netflix in terms of uh, in terms of profitability from streaming sure, because yeah. Netflix Netflix's model like unfortunately or you know like what he revealed was that about 70% of viewers are watching archived data like they're yep. they're watching old shows mm-hmm. and those old shows are things that that Netflix has to pay for 
And that's where Disney was brilliant in getting 20th Century Fox because now they own the library. So they're not spending millions and billions of dollars to try and buy old material. They own it. They, they're not paying that fee. And because they're already at like 75 million subscribers, they're really trying to get that number up and up and up because it means that basically Disney Plus is going to be able to account for a huge percentage of the the bottom line for Disney by 2023. They could be making billions of dollars off of Disney Plus. And right now, you know, it's a, it's it's absolutely a huge play and this pandemic has accelerated that modeling system. Yep. This also opens doors to shows like Daredevil coming back. So earlier this week, Disney got the TV rights for Daredevil back from Netflix because Netflix hasn't done anything with the property in a few years. So the properties are starting to make their way back to Disney. So there's an active movement to get Daredevil back on TV. And this possible merger of Hulu and Disney Plus is a perfect location for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it behooves Disney to just, like, ask Netflix, what will this cost for us to get those back in canon and do it? Yeah. Like, it ends up being this weird vestigial arm otherwise. And for how much people loved Daredevil especially, for the most part. For the most um, part. Yeah, right? Like, they, it, they fell off a little bit. Jessica Jones got them good numbers. Yeah. Um. I think Luke Cage had a decent long tail, if I remember correctly. It never had his big first runs, but it had a decent long tail. And Iron Fist happened. Um, but yeah, like I, I think just you know buying those and trying to do something with them, I, I think it's a decent investment. I think that you know Disney has all has more money than God, so why not yeah. just back the dump truck up to Netflix? Yeah, it it, it, well, it, it really Netflix at this show. point. Netflix needs the money, too. We know that Netflix is hurting for money in the grand scheme of things. We know that Netflix original productions are spending or wasting a lot of their money. So Netflix isn't a st as stable of a company as we think. That's something that I would really love to take a deeper look at their numbers um, and kind of like... And it's hard to get concrete numbers from Netflix, but I think we can get enough out there to push to piece something together um because netflix you know i'm telling you i think that they're not going to last as long as people think especially now mm -hmm. that they are losing streaming rights to big shows mm -hmm. so for example last year in the states they lost the streaming rights to friends to the office uh, yeah. they went to um peacock and hbo max res uh respectively here in canada they're losing friends on De on December 31st. That's going to Crave. They did gain the streaming rights to Seinfeld. So Seinfeld is moving from Crave to Netflix here in Canada. Uh. So it's just it's just weird trying to keep up. Um, but, you know, my point being that, like, you know, with Netflix injecting more money to keep major shows, as Phil mentioned, a lot of these streaming services get their money off of back catalog and old shows. Um, and, you know making original content is very expensive. So I'd kind of like to take a look at the state of Netflix and Netflix productions. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be happy to jump into those numbers, but I, you know, on a large scale, I fully expect it to be bought out or merged with someone within three years. Apple. My, my money's always been on Apple. <sighs> Probably Apple, possibly WB. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's a couple well, others that like maybe... Yeah, but yeah, I think those are the two main contenders. WB, Warner Brothers, Viacom, or sorry, not Viacom, um, AT&T, they're putting money into WB, DC, and all those properties. And this week, guys, they dropped a bombshell on the entertainment world. Earlier this week, Warner Brothers announced that Warner Brothers movies will hit HBO Max simulcast with theatrical releases for in all of 2021. And this is funny because all last week, there was a lot of rumors and speculation looking back at the news. Um, Earlier in the week, there were reports that several WB movies were still on, they were still aiming for a the theatrical release. Tons of sources were saying that, nah, you know, man, Godzilla, um, you know, movies like that, Batman, well, not Batman, Dune, and those movies, they were still going to go to the theaters. But later on in the week, Thursday, it dropped. That well, the decision was made that, that all of these are going to be hitting HBO Max and theatrical releases at the same time. So the number one question is, you know, the first movie that's coming out is Wonder Woman '84 on Christmas Day. Um, and for those of you who think you can buck the system, 
be careful because all free trials of HBO Max are going to end before Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to cost you yeah. at least 15 bucks a month to watch one woman 1984 and then this leads us to the international rights and this is why i love this subject and it you know it hurts my head at the same time because we have to look at the distribution we have to look at contracts literally country by country um because we're based in canada let's talk about canada well we don't have hbo max there is a uh content contract between crave and hbo max Acts that essentially says that any original content that comes into HBO Max, Crave gets the the rights to them. So things like Flight Attendant, things like Love, etc. You know, movie, shows like that, original movies, um, Crave gets them. With these movies, because it's Warner Brothers Studio, there's no contract for those. So here in Canada, the only way that you can actually watch Wonder Woman 84, the only way that you'll be able to watch Dune, the only way that you'll be able to watch any theatrical release next year is going to a dank and moist theater. Having said that, this is pure speculation on my end. Earlier in the, in the month or last month, and this may have been cut off in the great crash of 2020, um, uh, Cineplex and Universal cut a deal where they were going to move their um, their exclusivity window from X amount of days to 17 days. Essentially, a movie will be in theaters for 17 days, three weekends, before it can start streaming. So I feel yeah. that um, we're going to be seeing a similar contract like that with Warner Brothers, or I can see Crave scooping in and trying to cut a deal with Warner Brothers to get those movies on HBO Max. Um, Crave did release a statement late Friday talking about this. And they essentially said, you know, there's not, there's not much we can do. There is exclusivity deals with shows and originals um, H and HBO Max originals. But we do not have access to their movies we have access to their movies after the fact but there's still an exclusivity window with cineplex and the movie theaters here in canada so there's going to be a lot of moving parts though there's going to be a lot of changing news but as of things stand today in canada the only way that you can watch any warner brothers movies or any movie is via cineplex in your dank and moist theater you and I know, I know there's controversy as well in the States with AMC theaters. They're complaining about this as well because they're saying that they're getting squeezed out. But it's kind of ironic because they're the ones that cut a deal to do this exact same thing exactly. on their side. And now they're crying about this. And I'm like, it's a shrewd bit of business. But you know what? The times have changed. And I think it's accelerating the death of the movie theater. Yep. It, it's, yeah. it's that simple. Like this just solidifies that. The movie experience is going to be an event, right? It's it's going to be, you're going to be getting into these VIP cinemas and going for drinks, dinner, movie. It's going to be $100, $150 of viewing uh, by the time you get out of that place. Uh, that's, that's what your pocketbook hit's going to be. But you're going to go, man, I sat on a great love seat and I watched this movie in this wonderful environment. But at the same time, you know, people can stream it at home in their own home theaters or on a device or whatever. And it's just a sign of the times, man. Yep. I'm happy for it. It it, it makes antisocial people like me. <laughs> I don't like the dank and moist theaters. I don't like being in those in those environments. I I, I did go to the mall this week. Oh, and no. Yeah, it was it was I, I was fearing a lockdown in my region. And I needed to pick something up. Well, I didn't need to. I picked up the new Mandalorian book. But there was only one left in stock at the store that was in the mall. So I went there. And I was okay for about 20 minutes. I was like, you know, as I was getting in to this, the mall. And I was being very poignant about my visitation. But I was definitely frantic. By the time I was leaving, I was like feeling like I could run to my car. Like, that's enough of people. I don't want to be around people right yeah. now. And yep. I can't imagine sitting in the movie theater like like we could talk about. I know it, it it's a meme for us, dank and moist. But man, it it's just 
air circulation, all this stuff now is so in the forefront of my mind. It occupies so much space, that, that paranoia and fear. Yeah. It's not healthy. What I can see, honestly, happening with movie theaters, so AMC was complaining, Regal Cinemas was also complaining, and I get, I get it, I understand. But, you know, the studios are losing out if just as much, if not more, yeah. by having these movies just sit in a vault waiting for these places to open. Like, it's a business at the end of the day. Everyone needs to make money. So Warner Brothers and Universal, they're all going to look out for themselves first. Like, I'm sorry, AMC, I'm sorry, Regal. Like, you guys are just in a very tight business that doesn't have a lot of wiggle room that is not pandemic proof um you know and then these mm-hmm. companies have these streaming services which does have the ability to get them out in public and yeah they're looking out for themselves but that's kind of the world that we live in right now like i do feel bad for the movie theaters but unfortunately there's not much that they can do like these big studios are not going to wait to release these movies having said that do you guys think, and I'm going to throw this to Tyler right after I bring up this point, with the budgets of movies just being astronomical and the possibility of these movies being streaming only or streaming first with the movie theater kind of getting less revenue and not as much attention in the theater, do you think that the movie studios like Disney will make another MCU, will make another Endgame um, knowing that they're not going to make as much as much money as they did going streaming first. Well, I, I I think that that's a good point in that it's going to lead to a like reexamination of how we look at monetized movies. I mean, one of the the amazing things about Star Wars has always been that more money was made off merchandising than was ever made off of ticket sales. Um. I think we're going to see that kind of thing coming up with properties in the future. We're going to give like preferences going to be given even more to properties that have other ways of monetizing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like, for example, like, I don't know how you continue to make an avatar movie when did that make any money in merchandising and related sales? Who knows? Versus like freaking Avengers sells figures and sells comics and sells books and sells, stickers and sells jackets like it sells so much so i don't know i i think that we are going to see the incentives change yeah like a movie like tenet for example you know or any christopher nolan film uh that's meant to be watched in the theater we can we've had this argument many times before we're not going to have it again but the point that i'm trying to bring up right now is a movie like tenet will movies like that still exist will they still be made will anyone give them the money to be made if there's no theatrical release per se. I think there will eventually. I think we are going to see a, a change, but I mean, it's it's almost like every time every time movies change, right? Like we we had this back when movies became color of what movies you couldn't couldn't make changed, but like it isn't didn't like we didn't get westerns for a while, but that didn't mean that we didn't have action movies. Like yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I think like what I previously said, the movie going experience will still be there. It's just going to take a different mm-hmm. form. Yeah. It's it's still going to be able to attract that element, right? And there's going to be other offshoots, maybe not as big, that still follow the old format. I I can also see places like Disney really capitalizing off of this because they have tools like the volume that they can now cheaply do effects and deliver that end game movie and merchandise as tyler's pointed out that whole multifaceted thing to justify going for it mm-hmm. maybe it's gone maybe the movies change a little bit though in terms of how over the top it is but i think that's an inevitability like when you talk to kids now and you ask them who their favorite movie star is a lot of them will scratch their head and they go no i, I watch youtube yeah, you know they'll 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 tell you like, look at that fight the other week. You had Mike Tyson fighting. Uh, I don't even. I'm not a boxing fan. Roy I know Mike Jones Tyson because Junior. Yeah, but what was the title fight? It was it was a freaking YouTuber. Yep, it was uh, Logan versus, Paul or Paul yeah. Logan against Nate Robinson. Yeah, like what the hell kind of world are we living in right now? 
Like when when you I think mean, that that's the title fight, and you know, and the big draw for the Tyson thing was that Snoop Dogg narrated the fight. Yeah. Narrated. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, he was man, the commentator. Narrated. narrated. I love that. <laughs> I know he's a narrator. But I just think of all all the Snoop Dogg narration yeah. things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny <laughs> that you said stoned that. and talking. So I just think that it's it's it just shows how weird the world is, pandemic or not. Yeah. It's accelerating the weird factor. What I can honestly yep. see happening is that we're going to see um, not necessarily the death of these mega corporations owning theaters and us having these cineplexes with, you know, 20,000 theaters. I think what we're going to see is more specialty when off mon theaters, mm-hmm. like corner theaters that will seat like 30, 40 people max. And it's, as you said, Phil, it's going to be an experience. Uh, you're going to be able to get drinks. You're going to get dinner right before in the, um, in the restaurant attached. So on Bloor Street here in Toronto, there's um, the Paradise Cinema, which you know, it used to be in one of those old-timey theaters, but now they've opened up a wine bar and a beautiful dinner restaurant. And what's what else is in there? A theater. So I could see more of those types mm-hmm. of places kind of taking precedence. You know, it's you know kind of similar to the Rogers Hot Docs Theater, um, where you you know it's smaller in size. It's not mega corporation owned, but you know they'll be able to put on special events. It's 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 more of a night out rather than kind of like a whatever type experience. I actually think we're also going to see the death of like whatever that rule was, but there's actually like a law or a rule that prevents like Disney from owning their own theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to end up with, this is a Disney theater or this yep. is a Warner brothers theater. Yeah. I was um, going to say that as well. I was going to say that as well where, yeah. And then, you know, they can control things because it's their property. They'll be able to then bring them the cost. It's no cost to them distributing the, uh, uh, yeah. content to the theater and parents get a place to take their kids you know like they, we still have to think yeah. about that like the movie theater was a perfect place for distraction and stuff like that yeah well look at my yeah. parents return of the jedi right it was like oh they can just get me to go watch return of the jedi and then they hit the mall or do whatever stuff that they wanted to do without the kid around right yeah, they hit the mall it's like we right. can go get a, a, a meal and not be bothered by the child <laughs> That type of thing. The child. The child. The original, the child. <laughs> yes. But that, you know, like, that's how I got to see Return of the Jedi, like, 20 times in the theater. Yeah. It was just like, okay, that's what's going to happen. It had an extremely long runtime. You know, so yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay going to the little crappy cinema and sitting but, in there. It was, you know, fine yeah, by me. The, the counter being, imagine if it goes this way, of it's like, you go and you watch Avengers 5. But when you're done, you got to go out to the gift shop. Yeah. Well, it's already right. like that at Cineplex, right? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I go and I watch Star Wars, and every single cup is a Star Wars cup. Like trying I'm to get saying, my collector money. They got pops yeah. at the cinema now. So the Funko Pops are there with the movie you just oh. saw. That's nothing. I think it goes so much deeper. Like, like I think store. it ends up like it's a full store, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the Disney store. They got a video game section, and they just like we're gonna milk your money. Yeah. Yep. Does this I don't further like a mini- Does this... miniature Disney worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Does this further give these mega corporations like Disney, you know, more control over pop culture? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they want, right? That's their whole theme park premise. Of course, is to control the experience to the point where you know th- these words you're allowed to say. These words, you're not that type of thing. Like the 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 mandate on the employees is to be of a certain appeal, certain you know you have to be this way with customers. You have to guarantee this experience. They're just going to extend that. Like it yeah. it's it becomes like in in concept, it's a great idea, but it can become very uh, creepy. Well, yeah, if you're Captain Jack, you can't. There's there's the cat whoever plays Captain Jack regularly gets sexually harassed. And, like, there's limits of what you're allowed to do to stand up for yourself. Like, they're very, like, well, you can't make someone feel bad about that. And it's like, I'm being physically assaulted. Mm. It's too bad. Yeah, that's a job. <laughs> we told you. Sign me up. Well, <laughs> yeah. usually, I think Captain Jack is usually played by women. Interesting. Don't sign me up. There's a, there's a, there's a bunch of them that, like, like, Chip and Dale are usually women. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, that, that's that's a tell-all book. I'm sure it exists. Yeah, I, no, because you can't. No, you can't. Oh, you you sign NDA. extreme NDAs, yeah. like lifetime NDAs. Yeah. It's, it's like the closest you get is like on Reddit threads or yeah. you'll talk mm. to someone. Yeah, an anonymous type of disclosure. Interesting. Yeah. I, it, it's creepy. It's creepy. I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World or any of these places. I'd love to go and play around in the Star Wars area. But honestly, though, I'm already getting cringy about how much Galaxy's Edge specific merch there is. There's a specific Lego set out right now. There's a book that's coming out. There's there's all this stuff that's only accessible to fans who participate. Like, Or it lures you in to make you want to go. You know, I, I see the hooks are all over it. I'm like, ah, I got to stay away oh, yeah. from that. I want to be able to turn on my Mandalorian or watch my Star Wars movie. And that's my access point. I don't really need it to be in Florida or California. I just want um, a lightsaber. That's what I want. I want one of those park-specific lightsabers. Uh, I've been actually thinking about that, too. Because, like, I have a... My family owns a timeshare just outside of Disney World that Mm. we've owned since the 90s. It's Canon Podcast. Live in location. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I were supposed to go with my family this year, and uh, then COVID happened. Yep, Don't. then COVID happened. All right, guys, yeah, we're going to take a look that at... That stuff's so expensive, though. I'm going to put that out there. Those oh, yeah, are like, not... spending. Yeah. Even, like, even with the time looking at three grand. Yeah, I'm looking at that that trip, right? Like, Because I had people in my life that were like, well, we have to go. You're such a big fan. We have to go. We have to go. And I'm like pricing out that trip, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, so it's like two grand to get there, get some place close to it that we can habitate out of and get access to the park. And then I'm looking at another grand to two grand for shopping. Dude, it's unreal. So a couple of years ago, many years ago now, yeah, many years ago now, uh, Phil's brother, Gary and myself and a bunch of other people went to Disney world for a wedding. Uh, We were there about uh, six. I was there six days, six days, five nights. And the entire trip, by myself, once you included access to the parks and all this stuff, ended up being almost two thousand bucks. No, you got away great. Well, I was I was very cheap. Like I was like super Same super cheap. cheap. Yeah, you were yeah. probably eating orca meat from Sea World. Well, <laughs> pretty much. Well, I also <laughs> because... <laughs> Boris is like, well, well, no, but you also have to remember that it was for a wedding, so there were like. A couple dinners and stuff like that. So that's where I saved a lot of money. Um, But yeah, like uh, the majority of the money was spent on like this dank and dingy uh, room within the park. So they kind of had like one of the we were in like the 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 budget area. Um, And it was a great experience overall because of the people. But holy crap, was it expensive? Luckily, it was like mid-January. So it was empty. You know, we were able to do the parks. I got, like, the full pass, so I was able to do all the parks um, for, like, 72 hours. Um, I had access to every park. And, yeah, it was Mm. fun. But, yeah, it was just fucking crazy. But, yeah, it's just, like, you know, 2000 It was more than 2000 bucks probably. And we're talking six years ago, so it was January of 2014 when this happened. Um, But, yeah, yeah, you know, so, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I just look at those lightsabers, and they're, they're not cheap. They're, like... Through four hundred dollars US, yeah. Thing. Cheapest you can get out of there. Yeah, because yeah. I I collect the Hasbro Black Series ones. Yeah, and those ones are at least uh, they're getting more and more pricey as they get more features now. I almost rebought the Kylo Ren one because it has the new one has a detachable blade, so you can hilt it. Um, and that one's like three hundred dollars now. Yeah, three fifty something like that, and I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna spend the money on it. But like, my, I have an original Master Replica Vader. And I managed to get the Toys R Us guy to give me a broken one. I bought it off of him, a broken model. And I took that apart so I could have the hilt for my Vader costume, which I never wear. (laughs) Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you're kind of claustrophobic, don't choose Darth Vader as the the outfit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, going back to the HBO Max stuff. These are the movies that are actually going to come out in 2021. So, Suicide Squad, release date 
of August 6, 2021. Matrix 4, December 22nd, 2021. Dune, which is like the movie that I'm looking forward to the most. October 21st, 2021. Godzilla vs. Kong, May 21st, 2021. And if you guys remember, Godzilla vs. Kong was the movie that they were actually... Um, seeing if there was interest netflix was willing to put down 100 million for the streaming rights for this movie so they opted I thought to it was eat. 200 yeah no it was one something or it was something ludicrous and yeah. they were willing to not take that just so that they can pour more invest reinvest to get more people on hbo max huh. um space jam a new legacy july 16th oh, God, 2021 right. The Conjuring, June 4th, 2021. The Many Saints of Newark, which is actually The Sopranos prequel, or, yeah, prequel, uh, March 12th, 2021. In the Heights, June 18th, 2021. Judas, The Black Messiah, January of 2021. Mortal Kombat Reboot, January 15th, 2021. A Tom and Jerry movie, March 5th, 2021. King Richard, November 19th. 2021 little things january 29th 2021 those who wish me dead uh sometime 2021 reminiscent uh malignant cry macho which is clint eastwood all of those sometime in 2021 that's what about clifford clifford the big red dog i'm not gonna answer you (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> well, the, apparently the footage of it got got released. I don't know who's making that it. Was though, stumpy. Oh. That was a Reddit thing. That was a Reddit thing. Really? Oh, so, yeah. A lot of those movies don't hit, do anything for me. Some of them a lot of them are sequels for the most part. Or prequels, Except, like The movie that I'm looking forward prequels. to the most are Woman, Wonder Woman and Dune. I'm Wonder Woman, Dune. in Matrix 4. Yes, Matrix I'm 4. I am too. Kong versus Godzilla. Sure. Sign I'll watch up. that on Netflix eventually. Yeah, but they're not these. Aside from Dune, these aren't movies. Like I don't care when I see these movies. Yeah, the other thing that came out just today is that this exclusivity of being on HBO Max is only thirty days. So you have thirty ah. days to watch the movie on HBO Max before it goes into the ether. Oh, I don't really care about anything then because I'm yeah, going to be so, able to buy it or, you know, get access to it. Yeah, right. But here's the it. thing. I'm going to throw this out there because this is a conversation I'd love to have. Um, and, you know, it's something that streaming services when Netflix started, when I got my Netflix subscription back in 2010, one thing I stopped doing so much of is piracy because everything was at my fingertips mm-hmm. here in Canada, because we're getting screwed because of all these uh, deals and whatnot. Piracy is going to go up tenfold, right? Yep. Yep. I can see this actually being a huge issue in terms of piracy around the world because, well, you know, I'm not going to pay whatever to watch. And this is the theoretical scenario now. On Christmas Day, I'm not going to go to a Dank and Moist theater. I'm going to go on some website, get the BitTorrent for Wonder Woman 84, and watch it at home. I'm not going to spend this any money. Sounds... So no one is going to get a cut of my pie. This does sound like a, a pirate's delight of like, oh, yeah, we're going to release it yeah. online day and day of. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Can you remember like before Netflix and whatnot when we used to get like people with cell phone video and stuff like that or like yeah. somebody in the theater? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I hated it. And, like people were like, oh, check it out. I got the newest Star Wars and all this. And I'm like. I can hear somebody coughing. Like, no, this is not the experience that, uh, even for, you know, the thrill of having it. I'm just like, no, I don't want it. But But now that these digital releases are coming out, I'm like, they're going to be perfect. Yeah. But those old, um, like, uh, I don't even know how they recorded these back in the day. I just think of that episode of Seinfeld where he becomes like this, (laughs) this awesome director of bootleg movies. Anyways, I was on the internet. I was doing some research for a future episode. And I came across footage of various movie theaters in 1982 when Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh, when, you know, the Luke, you know, I'm your father, blah, blah, blah. And it was a lot of reaction videos of, mm-hmm. that, li- of that line. So it's cool kind of seeing that. Yeah. That's it. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those two. Uh, it's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, I just think of the yeah. Simpsons. Uh, you know, when Marge and Homer are leaving the theater, uh, and he's like, "I can't believe his Darth Vader's his dad." Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. Well, and and Spoiler. here's here's another thing though with the um with the whole like Disney screwed it up last year because they didn't launch in the UK at the same time that they did in North America. Yeah. And they delayed the Mandalorian, so that I think really promoted piracy as yeah. well. It started because now the fan base is logging into Twitter, which doesn't treat any region as exclusive. It's worldwide participation. And they're seeing these spoilers and they're trying to get ahead of it and they have no recourse but to do it illegally where they are. And that's where all this really falls down. The more we subdivide these streaming services and the more we basically come out of pocket for people to subscribe to these or be in regions like Canada where we can't even make the choice to subscribe because of this deal. It just, it benefits piracy. And I'm not saying that I do it or anything like that. I'm just saying it's a concern. It's got to be a huge concern for them because these are hot titles. Yep. These are like, they're really getting great at finding the stuff that we want to watch willing to pay for but not willing to put the risk into and piracy is a great way to get around that yeah unfortunately yeah yeah it's 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 a nutty nutty world man yep do you guys have any last words before we move on slash end the show no that's like perfect that's a good way to end it on it really is all right phil got it piracy's on the comeback piracy's on the comeback (laughs) What else is on the comeback? Phil, you can tell us, and our fans can let us know where what is on the comeback, or they can complain, or they can call us racist, or they can do whatever they want. And Phil, let them know where they can do this. Yeah, you can find us on the internet at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Amazon, really anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find us. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button and leave a rate and review. We really do appreciate everybody's uh, ears. We really do. We really do. It means a lot to me. Appreciate your ears. We appreciate their ears. I just think of that scene from um, Men in Tights. Village people, lend me your ears and everyone throws them the ears. Yeah little slapstick humor guys all right so what's coming up today it's sunday so you're listening to the news episode tomorrow it be monday where we talk all things mandalorian season two episode six chapter 14 the tragedy and we are joined by big t little t a father-son combo listen to me phil and tyler try not to swear for about an hour and a half it's a really fun episode (laughs) That kid killed me. That kid cracked me up so much. They were so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then later on this week, we are going to be talking all things video games as we give you some video game news and talk about the 2020 Video Game Awards. So that's going to be a fun episode. On Thursday, Matt and I will be recording NXT Talk, but you won't be able to find that at at the It's Canon podcast feed. You'll have to go to SundayNightsMainEvent.com, Patreon.com slash SundayNightsMainEvent, at SNME Radio on all of the social media. You can find us there. Matt and I did record an episode that's already up where we talk November 1989 as we talk about primetime wrestling and the Survivor Series from 1989. That was, that was a kind of fun episode because I painted a vivid picture of what was going on in 1989. That was a lot of fun. Then next week, we have our usual news and Mandalorian episodes. But then next Monday, we start our 12 days of Christmas. We're going to be reviewing, chatting, shitting on Star Trek Lower Decks. Stay tuned for that one, guys. That leads us into Christmas, where we talk about all things... Well, we'll find out soon, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's Phil... He's Tyler. I am. I'm I'm tired. Good. Bye.